0: This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High fm
1: The International Partnership on Religion and Sustainable Development brings together government, faith-based communities, and civil society to look at ways to reach sustainable development. Conservationist Ilana Stein recently attended one of the conferences in Stellenbosch. Ilana, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thanks very much, Sharice. Lovely to be here. It's been forever and a day since I last had
0: you. It has indeed. How, how is our conservation looking? How are our rhinos doing? Okay, no, so that's like a whole other story. I think, uh, ours personally are not bad, but we've had a lot of trouble actually in other countries. And obviously the primary issue is COVID, uh, lack of tourism, et cetera. So, you know, and the truth is that that's what this, um, conference, the main theme was really Covid-19 and really faith-based organizations and how they've reacted to it, how they can respond to it. And then of course, more, a lot more to do with the UN, COP26. So it was a whole lot of subjects and information. And unfortunately, Rhino did not feature with the exception of when I spoke.
1: Yeah, but Ilana, you raised the point, you know, it's, they're doing better here, but they're not doing so well. Everywhere else. And I I suppose the point is the environment is all of ours. It doesn't just belong to us and our conservation has, we know that the networks are global. So bringing people together from across the world, across sectors does make sense. Practically though, how does it work?
0: Well, this was my first experience, let's just say, at something like this, which, um, as I keep saying, very NGO-like, meaning, um, you know, these are non-governmental organizations all coming together under this umbrella organization called PARD, which aims and is funded, actually, by a German governmental organization. And so their aim, really, is to try and bring government and faith-based actors or religious actors, they call it. I must be honest, the first time I heard that, I thought they meant, um, you know, a movie star who kept Shabbat, perhaps, but it turns out that what we're referring to are people who act, and they act, in this case, because of or through their religion or their faith, and so here yeah, this was about the idea that if you bring together the power of legislation and government together with grassroots organizations, you could probably make a bigger difference, which we understand to be the case. I think really what happens is afterwards, um, you know, so, so conferences are wonderful and there were some wonderful, Discussions and talks and i I learnt I learnt a lot um I guess the thing is that and and what was so interesting was that um one of the other participants a a Muslim woman from Los Angeles actually we said at the end we said, okay, so and you know what we would say in 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 hebrew or yiddish or whatever what's the unter sura so what's the bottom line so what do we do now you know and i guess though the point is that afterwards we all go back and we we try and implement some of these things or we come back with a bit of an awareness of some of it as well as having made connections which hopefully people that can work together on various of the projects which they do have how long was it so it was actually um 4 days it was four days and it was the first time that they had it in a real, although it was hybrid as well. So about 50, 60 people were coming in from, um, on zoom, you know, on the screen and there were about 50 people actually in Stellenbosch from all over the world. So that was just incredible. You know, we had Swedish and Germans and French and British and American and then we had Indian and Chinese and Mongolian and South Africans. Obviously a lot of South Africans because it was in South Africa and What was amazing was how they picked up on the idea of Ubuntu, and they wanted to use that within, you know, how to sort of move forward and this idea of I am because you are or, uh, you know, this this idea of working together and being together, and they very much brought it in to uh, a lot of the discussions, which I thought was great, something that South Africa had to teach the rest of the world.
1: Now we're looking at COP23, is that right? Twenty six. What is expected from governments and individuals in terms of sustainable development? Are we doing what we need to do and how can we get people to do more if we need to?
0: Huge questions, huge questions. So I think the first thing which a lot of people don't realize is that COP26 is a specific meeting Primarily dealing with climate change and the issue of climate change mitigation and how we can maybe stop the temperatures rising in the world, etc., etc. But it's part of the United Nations 2030 vision. And the 2030 vision has these sustainable development goals. Okay, so there's a lot of speak here. Okay, apologies. But there's 17 sustainable development goals that the UN is wanting and requiring all nations to actually implement. And the truth is they're not only about fossil fuels. In fact, very few are about conservation or fossil fuels. They're actually about things like eradicating poverty. It's about the fact that, especially with COVID-19, extreme food insecurity. It's about gender imbalance. It's about, there's so many things. It's actually all about people and human beings. And I think what happens is people get so uptight about whether climate change is happening, isn't happening, a scientists are right, my Facebook is right, whatever, that actually when it comes down to it, what we're missing the point of is that all this about sustainable development is really about allowing people to to be healthy, to be well, to have food on their tables, to be treated in the image of God which, of course, is where the religion uh, the religious people come in. So um I don't know if that helps, but COP26 was pretty much, you know, they have one every year, and it, it talks about more climate change than anything else, but it is part of the idea that climate change is actually a very human issue, and it deals with a lot more than just rising temperatures.
1: Ilana, that did explain it really well, and I'd like to say thank you because I was on, on the website, and I was seeing all these terms that you're talking about, but I wasn't really connecting the
0: dots. Um, <laughs> There's nothing like an acronym to make you sound really knowledgeable.
1: Especially when they're all together in one sentence, hey? exactly. like just lots of them. Um, exactly. Ilana, so you spoke about religion and you were brought in specifically as faith-based. What role do you think religion can play?
0: So, I think, and it came up a lot um, in obviously all the discussions of uh, that was going on because the this idea was an interfaith get together right that 's really what it was about, and there were a couple of points. Um, the first is that faith based organizations are usually in it to make the world a better place, at least certainly today, you know not perhaps not always, but certainly today, the idea that this idea of stewardship is a very strong one, specifically in Christianity, Islam, and Judaism, as well as, of course, Buddhism and Hinduism and various others, which is this idea that if we believe in a God of any kind, and therefore we believe life has a purpose, and we believe that people are created in the image of God, and that the world was created in whichever way uh, it has, and then whether it's millions of years or six days is really not the point. The point is... That if there's a divine moral imperative within the world to look after the world, that's called stewardship. So that's the first point is that there's very much a purpose um, that religions have that can make a difference. That's, I think, the first point. The second is that a lot of people will trust religious leaders. And again, I'm qualifying that because we know there are some that maybe are not so trustworthy. But let's go with the ideal that people trust their religious leaders certainly more than they trust uh, government leaders. So what that means is, is that religious leaders have a power that can help people to change their actions and can explain to people that by doing so, they're doing a good thing. A mitzvah, let's call it in our language, right? Um, a different faiths obviously have different languages, so I think that's that's a huge um, part of of what was talking about. And another thing that came up quite a lot was the idea that religions are generally, or, or you know, your your local church, your mosque, your shul, very grassroots. They're with the people. And what came up a lot, by the way, huge discussions on vaccine equity uh, came up, talking about the global north and the global south and where vaccines are going and how um, there are countries that are in booster mode when there are other countries that don't even have um, their first shot, et cetera. So, of course, that's another discussion. But it was a big discussion as to what um, faith-based organizations, how they've gotten involved because they could. They could get right down to the ground. Open up a vaccine center, whatever the case is, and get going, um, and take care of the people because that's often what faith-based organizations do—they care for people. So that was um, that was huge. I was the only Jew there, uh, which is uh, you know, I suppose numbers-wise makes sense, but I found it a very interesting experience that was the case and I was then also the only person talking about nature conservation so I found that combination quite interesting
1: I understand nature conservation almost but why do you think you're the only Jew?
0: Well, uh, part this Partnership of Religion and Sustainable Development is made up of, it's an umbrella organization of NGOs, of non-governmental organizations. And so it would depend on, you know, if your organization is part of it. So I happen to be part of an NGO in Israel called the Interfaith Center for Sustainable Development. And so the person who runs it, Rabbi Jonathan Nerol in Israel, asked since I was in South Africa, and we would then spend less fossil fuels for me to go. Um, And so he asked me to go on his behalf. And so that's really, I think, how that happened. But I found that very interesting that there didn't seem to be other Jewish environmental or not even environmental organizations, Jewish NGOs represented there. Whether this is something that more Jewish organizations should get involved in, I mean, I I would recommend it.
1: Well, possibly there are, but they didn't know about it. You you came in via through this there. But I'm sure there must Mm -hmm. be individuals working that maybe just haven't yet been connected. Otherwise, Ilana, I mean, I know how much free time you have. Um, Maybe it's We're starting an NGO, a Jewish NGO, environmental sustainable development NGO across the world. And uh
0: well, there are suggesting. actually a couple. There are a couple. And so that's why I was surprised because I'm I'm part of those, but they don't seem to be part of part. But believe me, I'm going to be speaking to them and working that out because, and I'll just give you this as an example, in, and that is that uh, the first morning they had a prayer from each of the different denominations. So an imam stood up and, and the um, world head of the uh, Sikh organization, etc., cetera, um, all stood up and they forgot that I was there. So So I went up to the organizer and I said, Jürgen, um, you forgot the Jews. And he was most apologetic. And he uh, promised that I could then give a prayer the next morning. And so I duly did. And I was very struck by how important it was, surely, that Judaism was represented. And so I was very, very grateful um, that I was able to go.
1: Well, Ilana, thank you for representing us uh, nationally, internationally, globally. Um, I will, would like to talk about the rhinos next time. And uh, I so. enjoyed the chat. Thank you very much for explaining. I think not only do we need to talk about the rhinos, but maybe one day. You can also just break down what it is that we do need to, to be doing, not in terms of fossil fuels, consuming them, but as an environment, what actually is expected with us? And maybe outline the debates that people are having
0: hundred percent. I think those are very important conversations. I would be very happy to have them with you.
1: We'll see you again next year.
0: Fantastic. <laughs> Thanks,
1: Thanks so much, so for much. Long, Ilana. Thank you so much Stop for joining me. That was long. conservationist Ilana Stey.